We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network Special Festivus Edition. Recorded on Festivus. Hopefully posted on Festivus, pending any technical difficulties. Not that I anticipate having those. We'll see, though. That would add another grievance. We're going to air our Bucks grievances. I'm Ty Windish. I'm joined by my Eurostep co-host, Rohan Kadi, and the winning six fellas, Adam McGee and Jordan Tresky group. How's it going? Happy Festivus. Merry Festivus. Merry Chrysler. There, uh, that's a good to one. everyone. Going well? Doing well. I think. Is it is it I happy mean, festivus or merry festivus? I actually don't remember. Happy I think it's happy festivus. Also for, for those who have no idea what we're talking about, this is a Seinfeld thing. Honestly, like, there's, I was there's definitely I was surprised there's definitely you people knew it, who don't. Listen, I was surprised listen, you knew it. Okay. That's I've a really good it. point. That's I mean, a, yeah. I've seen Ron, you usually I, don't get cultural references from like twenty eighteen. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but also I understand. I understand this one, so this one's big. But it is a Seinfeld thing. Someone else want to explain it fully? I, I think Jordan would be. Yeah, the best this person seems like a this. Jordan. Uh, this this is, is absolutely Jordan's way. Israeli basketball. Maybe not. I'm Seinfeld. sorry. Not. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how it cut. Well, it's all it's in the episode. It's based on a real thing. It's like actually taken from life, if I remember correctly. Oh, this I did not know. Yes, oh, but wow. um, Frank Costanza, something about his origin story is like he wanted to get a toy for George and couldn't get it or got in some kerfuffle about it <laughs> and then instituted his own holiday called Festivus, which includes very bizarre things as the airing of grievances, feats of strength, the Festivus pole, which is like the equivalent to a Christmas tree, all that fun stuff of Make your own holiday two days before Christmas. I really, <laughs> I really looked into putting the Festivus poll like somehow behind our names in the middle of the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, it looked terrible. It just wasn't going to work. <laughs> I, I did not have time to cut it out, so the background was still there. It wasn't good. But just imagine the Festivus poll. So yeah, it's 
popularized by Seinfeld, apparently exists elsewhere. There's more to it than the airing of grievances, but yeah. for this podcast, we are going to focus on our airing of Bucks and Bucks-centric, Bucks-related grievances. It's NBA not, in general. Yes. Like anything and we speaking can tie to of, the Bucks. Oh, Rohan. And speaking okay. of He's watching on over. YouTube, make sure oh. you are subscribed to the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Make sure you leave a five-star rating on both Apple and Spotify. And leave a review if you are listening on Apple because you can't do that on Spotify yet. Ty, continue. That was the opposite of a grievance. Actually, you know what? That's a grievance if you haven't done that. So there. That's a, I was about to say four-star rating. That's you're, a grievance. You're in a grievance. Yeah, that's exactly. a grievance. Somebody did less than five on Spotify and like our first 11. There's my first grievance. Let, whoever did, Go fix it. Come on, folks. There's no need to rate us below five stars. But Adam, Go fix it or, you know, fuck them. Okay. Exactly. All right. We're, you know, we're it could be a hostile them. act. It you know, be. we it don't know. Guys are out. So if it's not, <laughs> if it's an accident, you're great. Go fix it. If not, uh... <laughs> All right. we're gonna have some words. Yeah. Well, we we have we've already had them. We're starting this pod out with violence, which I don't mind. Adam, what's your? I guess I'll say your next grievance. That sounds like a grievance in itself, but um. I, I don't have any grievances prepared because I have not watched the last three quote-unquote books games. Uh, maybe we can make this the grievance. Just, what are the NBA doing? What are they doing? I understand there's a level of fear here in, you know, pause the season. Do you actually manage to get it started again in a prompt fashion? That's valid and all. But what what is this product they're putting out there? Like, there's uh, one of our last episodes, Jordan, we were talking about guys who appeared in the NBA. We're having some good games against the, against the books. This was kind of before things got out of control. I was like, I've, I've no idea who these guys are. They're, they were just popping up everywhere. And now it's like 90% of the league. It's like, if you don't pay attention for a week, it's like you don't know NBA players anymore. Joe Johnson scored in 2021. Yeah. I know Joe Johnson. That's I look, I'm all for I know, that. I know you, <laughs> yes. I know you know Joe Johnson, but that's the point I'm trying to make here. Can, like, get Josh Smith? Can someone pick up the phone, get Josh Smith back, and then, you know, then it's really, you know, a happy Christmas for everyone, <laughs> especially Josh Smith. But, yeah, this is, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't see the point of it. I mean, there was a lot of talk when the books won their championship, oh, is this is there an asterisk? Is there an asterisk? The year before the bubble, very obvious reason for that. Let me be on record. Yes, there is an asterisk with that one. But this is actually the the most I think at this point because those two previous seasons, it feels like they were generally games were played with real players or they weren't played at all. Where now we're doing something completely different. That I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's really kind of maintaining the integrity of the league it's just keeping keeping money coming in keeping the tv deals going but like are espn gonna be happy are tnt gonna be happy what they're gonna get on christmas day it is gonna be a horror show if some of these stars are missing like Giannis isn't gonna be back it seems like he'll be first game back after christmas will be the earliest possible for him it's not really what anyone signed up for so why are we doing it it's it's stemming from a lack of testing. If we're just talking about general NBA, I'm not one to say, like, I don't know the full scope. I don't know the full logistics of how it would go. So I can't say, oh, we need to pause the season. Would pausing the season make sense so you can institute new protocols? Yeah, that might make a little bit of sense. But again, I don't know the full scope. I can't make those decisions. That's why is, I'm not Is the grievance, though, maybe I should reframe it because 
they just came into this like a normal season, basically. Like that's yes, the problem. Yes. There, there was no contingency in place here. It's like, it's like there was a big we did it moment, and now it's like, well, actually, where we all knew this was a possibility, right? We all knew we could end up back in a spot like this, or hell, it almost ruined the finals last year. That's true. So everything we know now, like we already knew at the time, but all the further details, everything they've just expanded on that with the season where there's like, no, I'll, I'll, uh, whatever ships ahead. I don't know. My, That's a my favorite analogy. part about, there was like that Rolling Stone supposed expose yes. on the finals. Chase Buford <laughs> on our podcast, like dropped something Same way more. more damning than anything that was in that piece. Yeah. Like he was like, the NBA with the honestest test. He like closed his eyes and threw it basically. Like but their, their whole approach feels like close your eyes and it, wish it for does. the best. It does. Here's yeah. a, here. I want to, I want to add to your grievance or, or like my version of it. I, I get the not wanting to pause the season thing. I really do. I don't get their postponement protocols. Just postpone more games. Like honestly, I think Bucks Rockets last night was not great, but the Bucks had three players out to protocols. I think the Rockets had like none or one. I think none actually. That game I think could probably go on. Like I think the Bucks had enough guys. Even if they're lying about Grayson Allen, I think that's okay. Why was Bucks Cavs not postponed when the Bucks had no players? And the Bucks aren't helping by keeping guys the active who aren't going to play. And the Cavs subsequently had a huge outbreak. But yeah. I think if you have more than three or maybe four guys in protocols, it should be automatically postpone all the games, figure them out or don't like who cares? Honestly, it's a regular season game, but I don't understand why some teams will have a couple guys on protocols. And they immediately get their game postponed. Other teams, it feels like have six guys out and they're like, Oh, the NBA is like, you need to sign these four G league guys and play the next day. That's not good for anybody. And I keep seeing, and I do think one of the few silver linings of this whole thing is some G League guys are getting a look, sure. I don't think it's a huge deal most of the time. I don't think if one of these players stuck after a hardship exception, that would feel like an upset to me. I don't think any of them are going to stick with the teams that are calling them up. Maybe, hopefully, but probably not because there's mostly not roster spots. But I just think, like, don't force these teams to play terrible ball. Like, if you have a couple guys out and you think it's under control and you think you can play a real game – I get it. There just needs to be more postponements because like that Cavs game the Bucks played, it was just hideous. Like it was terrible. Mamu and Javante Smart played 85 yeah. minutes combined. Like that's not Tate. NBA basketball. No, that's why I'm not watching these games. It's like, what is the point? What am I – I'm not even going to take something from this as about, oh, look, Mamu can actually – it's like, who is he doing it against? Like eight other guys who weren't in the league last year. And the, the weirdest thing with this, and to your point there is – this season should just have been elongated as a plan. There should be more rest built in to make up for the lack of rest in recent years. You don't have the obstacles this summer that were your your problems last year. Last year, it was all about the Olympics, and we've got to get everything in before the Olympics because guys want to go. You don't have that problem. You don't even have – there's the FIFA World Cup, which they would always want to be done before, kind of avoid. It's in December next year. So you don't have I, – I can't think of a single thing that's there that's stopping you from just bringing it a little bit more. But I know it was a real kind of point of contention that, oh, we want to get back on track and back to our regular schedule. It's like, yeah, I'd love to get everything back to normal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, Adam Silver? Yeah. It's just not the world we're living in. So I, I don't understand why it feels like there has been no plan, not even consideration given to this, 
it's it's really really bad well and i think they could have done both like keep the you want the calendar back fine just keep 72 games for one more year build in more rest that mm-hmm. way again it's like everyone's gonna say the revenue thing and i know the gates add up more i feel like the tv revenue is not that different from 72 to 82 like what are, what are the ratings like right now for some of these games well exactly and i think i think tickets is the other argument and i think we might see that change i know the raptors in a more responsible country are already limiting how many people can attend games. We'll see how different places and states and cities and ordinances around the, the U.S. do it. But it just feels like they just missed the mark. And like you said, Adam, planning for this. And it feels like they didn't really plan for this, which I think a lot of people, individuals around the world were like, oh, great, we're turning the corner. We're out of this. I think it's fine for a person to think that. A multi-billion dollar company should probably have had a bit more of a plan for this thing not being done like we all hoped it would be. Yeah, and Ty, you mentioned that, you know, like why why even play those games if they're being postponed? Like they don't care about the regular season. They're showing that they don't care about the regular season by playing the games in the first place. Because at the end of the day, what like you were saying, Adam, what is anyone getting from this? Like, what's the point? Like, is this helping like in terms of ratings, probably not. Does the standings mean anything anymore? Because it's just like a toss-up? Who knows? Well, it's that, just like, what's what's the point? There is, um, when I was on Twitter yesterday, there was something about like the worst records of a defending NBA champion. There was like, I think it was Stat Muse, uh, to credit them. And it was like running through all these teams and the Bucks were like 19 and 13. I was like, like I, if any other like, exactly i was like how are we are we divorcing any context from this at all like i know it's not just you know the current environment that has never really left us but it's gotten worse with covid but and there's injuries that factor into it too but it's like trying to find we, we already had a tough time trying to find any value in how last year was run and the Bucks, I mean, to their credit, like I know Drew missed time with COVID and stuff like that. And there was, you know, they they relatively and as we said before, the finals, they got through it, but you know, the the NBA kind of uh washed their hands of it with it all. But it's even more harder to find value in, in the regular season when it just feels so disposable. That's what it feels like to me, increasingly, and how they just want the show to go on and everything to go and you know, as on time and everything like that. It's just, it's so, it, that's where it's like in trying to invest in like watching the Bucks this season, uh, the defending champions, like you, there's already that built in like, oh, that's this, let's see how it goes this year. Like, you know, the pressure is off, so to speak, in terms of like what that had existed a year prior, but you still want to see them go back to back and do all that fun stuff. And now it's like, you just see the, the landscape of the league. And I know like a lot of this is guys that are testing positive, but they're asymptomatic or vaccinated or what just this huge gray area of how do you go forward with the league? And from that perspective, it just like, I don't see why, or I can understand why people would have a problem investing in the NBA and following where to go with the season, just because it's all just shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's they're not just showing they don't care about the regular season uh, as as you put on. It's they're showing they don't care about the fans. Like, who is actually benefiting from this experience? Like, who wants to go to these games and see this version 
of of the NBA. I, not me. I'll raise my hand. Not me. I'll. I have postponed my trip. I'm sorry for people who don't know, which is literally everyone except the people I'm talking to directly here. Um, I've postponed my trip because one, it was maybe a little too soon in the year, and that could be a pretty bad time worldwide the way it's looking. But two, it's like right now, do I want to be like, great, I'm finally here to see the books. And there's like HE leaguers I've never heard of that are wearing wearing the uniform. You know, it's... It, I, I don't know who they Jordan think Wara this might is have benefiting. Took like Forty shots in the game. That doesn't. Sound as as I said, I have postponed my trip. Usual. <laughs> the, but the other thing, so it's the fans. I don't think it shows any care for player welfare. I'm really no. surprised with no. how the MBPA are letting this fly. Which I guess they're just like, oh, they're you know waving some of the rules around two way deals. We're seeing more guys get in the league. I mean, this could be a separate grievance. Maybe I'll maybe I'll keep it. I didn't have any prepared. I'll park it. But you know, on as as you brought up earlier, some of the guys getting in. I mean, yeah, great. You've got your big moment. I also think those guys are getting screwed. Like they're getting screwed. You know what? We'll use it now because it makes sense. They're being brought in and they're not getting the kind of money. Like if you're a Mamu and then you're on a two way and the days limits removed. Like, why aren't those guys on real NBA deals and real NBA money? I know there's some talk about it. They're getting screwed. Like, it is not benefiting any of them. The two-way is at a far inferior rate to what a veteran minimum is, even for, like, a rookie. Right? I'm right in saying uh, that. You are. Yeah. I do. They did come out and also say if two-ways go above the the original restriction on games, they will have amazing salaries. Yeah, 50 games now. So they but is it, that they change that's going to be prorated though, I think right? It is. So I don't know if it'll be still going to be below that min, which it's just wrong. It's like if you're a player who's going to play a full season, there's literally the name of the contract is minimum, and there's going to be guys below that. It it's not it doesn't make sense on any, it's just in any way. And the guys coming in, they're just going to get churned through. It's like great, you've got your dream. You know what? your wave next week when those guys are back yeah you're back to square one you're like okay am i going back to where i was in the g league am i finding a new g league team you know am i just having to go somewhere completely different like the moment is great but i i don't think any of those individuals whether it be two-way guys who now don't have to deal with that i mean from the book's point of view if they like javante smart and javante smart has done some good stuff great it's like you can keep him around mamu obviously you drafted him not that that means anything but great, you can have him around. He's he's kind of at a position of need. It's debatable, he's but at a position right now, need. yeah, right um, now he is. I mean, he's he's at more of a position of need than ideally he would be yeah. because of the construction of the roster. But I just I don't see how anyone is benefiting. Even the NBA, the product, like they've been fighting this notion of like ratings are down, interest is down. The product stinks. It's terrible. Like, this is not something that's good. It's the complete opposite of the NFL model of eventized, at least you week to week. It's like the gap, the gap would help a lot, and they have no gaps in their schedule. I don't know why. Well, also, at least the NBA is, is somehow testing more than the NBA. The NFL, or the, the NBA NFL. is testing more than the NBA. Yeah, the NFL, NFL, the NFL is just like the shield above the, all. That is, that is a recent change. Yeah. Well, because the, the well, NFL were they were, they were, they were more proactive tests. on some good stuff though compared yeah. to the NBA too. Like True. I feel like they were more ahead of it, 
and now they have leaned even further into yeah, uh, the yeah, season. So we're close to the way there. Let's just ignore they were that. Also conducting tests and then letting the players play the games and then getting the results back, which is just wild. My first grievance really should have been with the, the number of pro bowlers that the Packers had. <laughs> Honestly, reserves. I don't know what the answer to that question is. I don't know how many they have. They have three, I think. Three. Is it three? Can I guess them? Yes. You could try. One's Devontae Adams. I know that. One. Is one Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Two. Of course. Okay. And three. Um, I don't think I remember who three is. Is it he a is really player? good. I yes. think I remember. Is it Amos? Is it Ken- is oh, it no, Kenny it's Kenny Clark. It's Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. Yeah, Clark. Yeah. Well, all the Out other, all the other star players have been hurt most of the year, so I think That's it makes the, sense. Outside We're of a big football guy, oh. apparently. <laughs> Listen, if you've got to bring your football knowledge to, to win in six now, anytime you come oh, with God. us. Right, Jordan? We talk football. That's true. Big football, guys. Are you guys going to do Brewers if the MLB actually comes back? Sure, I heard, why not? I heard, their, I heard the league is over. That's They're following my <laughs> advice after what I said about the NBA. Just shut it down. <laughs> we now, do we not want the MLB to come back? I, know, I don't Brewers know. A, the Brewers made a nice trade before it shut down. I would like them to come yeah. back. Anyway, let's move on to Bucks grievances. I've got uh, just like there's nothing anyone can do about it except be better. I don't like losing to PJ Tucker in the Heat. Uh, it's a much different note than what we've been on. Oh, actually, I have one, <laughs> one last thing. It's not. It's just like one thing to throw in. I think a better answer, like just have like two more two way spots instead of doing these like well, ten day contracts and just leave the flexibility. Like make it what, like a, a, a practice squad kind of thing. Why not just extend, expand the size of rosters generally? Well, that's that, like this go beyond but, the same deal. It'd be the same thing. But do a real roster spot so guys get paid real money. It's yeah, like I mean, the two two way was a great idea that I now just think is being exploited. No one is more exploitive in part of it than of the books. Sure, but it it was there as a loophole to do that with. Oh, the, the players are not benefiting from day one. Yeah. The players are not benefiting. It would be much better if there were seventeen roster spots. Like if you're gonna, there should be more roster spots. I think for a variety of reasons. One, just a continued load on these players. Injuries are going to be a factor, and particularly things being condensed for a few years. Like more real roster spots, and then if you want to do two ways, great. That would have been a simple step for this year, though. You know, give a two to three year bird. If you want to go back to normal, then fine. But sorry, Ty. No, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just, don't I like... don't like two ways because I, I yeah. think teams are just taking advantage of players, like the players who are most desperately on the fringe trying to make it. They actually take a worse deal than they take to go play overseas because they're chasing the NBA dream. That's wrong. The closer you are to the NBA, the closer you should be to NBA money. Yeah, I agree. But I'm sick of PJ Tucker looking like, I don't know, prime Sean Marion against the Bucks, And I don't like losing to this team. Like I could take a loss to the Nets easier because they have Kevin Durant. The two good teams in the West because they have those guys. Even the Bulls because I think we all know how a playoff series would go between those teams. The Heat might be my least favorite team to Ty, lose to. Ty, apply the same logic that you did with the Bulls. This happened last year too. What happened the year before that? No, I'm, I, I don't I, I don't. The love year before that matchup. was bubble. We already discussed that bubble. I don't fraud. love the matchup. I just don't like losing to this team. I think it's my least favorite team to lose to. Oh, for sure. It's definitely my least favorite team to lose to as well. And it's happened twice. But it's also, it has happened twice. But also, like, it's not – Sustainable. <laughs> I don't care. What, a, it's just, it's what about those performances? It's a was, I don't need an answer. Okay. I'm airing a grievance. 
I don't like it. Ty, this is we're doing a basketball podcast. This is called analysis. It's called a grievance for me. You, do you want us to not interact with your grievances? Is this you the kind of grievances? With it. I just, you just I, want something not. off your chest. Yeah, like, but you we're not allowed to disagree. About. It's all about emotion. He doesn't want the yeah, resolution. Like you're not this is just therapy. Enjoying it. Yeah, of course. All of them are. All of them are. <laughs> Why else do this? <laughs> Fair enough. No, I, Fair I, enough. I see your point. I think the Bucks are better. Clearly, I don't. I don't. I'm not more worried about a playoff series because of these games. I just don't like. I don't like the feeling, especially the Jimmy and Bamless game where Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, these guys that Adam is like, who the hell? Oh, no, I know those guys. This is we've moved past the point. Like there are guys that I'm like. That guy Garrison Matthews, like he's like, yeah, the, who he must the be the MVP, MVP race at this rate, right? Yeah. Who's the guy that was placed in protocols by the Kings? I got that notification. I was like, who on earth is oh, this? Oh, um, uh, Chimese Metu? No, no, not him. Not him. Oh, I know who that is. you? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Ty. Okay, there's, there's respect, one guy. Respect to like, Chimese Metu. Why? Who is this? Because he's an NBA player who I know about. This and he's actually like a, he's he's like a promising young player. So uh, he was. Doesn't mean he's promising. No, I know Davion Mitchell. Yeah, Davion Mitchell is, is good. He's a stud defensively. Yeah. I can't find – you guys keep talking. I'll find it. Okay. Well, if, if you guys don't have any – if you don't want to try to talk me down off this heat. No, my, my only thing on this would be, is it even about P.J. Tucker? Is it even about this year? Like, this is just – the Bucks lose to the heat every season. Like, go back to go back to kids' time even. Like, this is just – as long as Eric Spolster is the coach that team, the Bucks are going to have some absolutely brutal performances against the heat. It may or Giannis, may not matter. I'd, I'd lean, yeah, Giannis tends to, too. he averages the least amount of points. It certainly I feels like it. More than any other opponent. Well, even in the playoffs, that was the thing, right? Like, if you look back at the first-round stats, Giannis wasn't particularly great offensively, but he sprayed the right passes, and the Bucks' role players did their jobs. Forbes, and that's, unfortunately, himself. like, that's kind of the recipe to beat this team as of right now. I think Giannis would be better, this version of him, when he gets back and healthy. In the playoffs, like I think he didn't, he didn't really turn his playoff corner until halfway through the Nets series. So I think he would be better than he was against Miami last year. But there is just more of a reliance on guys not named Giannis against that team, and it is a little spooky. But I think it feels worse for me because we all know, like we could have this same roster the Bucks have plus PJ Tucker, and PJ Tucker has been overall the best Heat player against the Bucks. And I like again, it's like I can't. I can't be I can't be upset at him for relishing owning that matchup. Like he's absolutely in the right on that. And it's just like all of it just burns in a different way. Also, I found the name, by the way. Nemius Coita. First Portuguese player in the NBA. Oh, I, I, did, I didn't know there was a Portuguese player in the exactly. NBA. Exactly. I was I saw this, I was like, who on earth there, is this? There guy? was a great screenshot floating around Twitter. And it was a John Hollinger thread. And the top tweet was about that guy. And the bottom tweet was about the war in Iraq. And it was getting very heated. And I just remember seeing it with no context and being like, this is why Twitter is both the best and worst thing to ever happen. Can I say something else on the heat? Because I've been hearing about this for a while. I was really worried. I'm just going to bring it back. No, I wasn't going to say something on the war in Iraq. Okay. Um, on, on the Miami Heat, <laughs> if we're allowed to take it back to that, instead. yeah. Let's 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 you sure. Pivot, let's pivot around. No Desert grievances. Storm. Let's go around Desert Storm and get. Don't to answer. Miami. It wouldn't be good to say you don't have grievances either. But <laughs> I don't think the books are going to see the Heat in the playoffs. Uh, my feeling has been books will be a 
probably the two tree. I know there's a lot of time left, and with the way things are going, there's a lot of uncertainty as well in what's going to happen in the standings. I, if I had to bet now, I would say the books will be in the the two tree kind of section of the bracket. I think the Heat will be in the four five, and it's like if you're going to play them, you're playing them in the conference finals, and they've probably beaten the Nets. And if that's what happens, I'd be like, "This is great, let's do it." We can play the Heat instead of the Nets. You know, it's except we wouldn't even have to play the Nets. You know, so I I know there's a lot of time, but I, I do feel like there is a even with the weirdness, there is a kind of coherent tearing that seems to have emerged, and I I do feel like. The Bulls are real enough that barring injuries, they will probably hold firm as a good regular season team. And again, you know, knock on wood and all this is barring injuries more than the, the couple of week COVID absences. I think, I think three is the book's floor. And then that's going to leave the heat in the four or five mix. Most I, likely. I and you don't have to worry about it. Not a grievance. I think Nets one, Bucks two is the optimal seeding. The Kyrie benefit is incredible. I want the Nets to get the first seed. Like, that's less Kyrie throughout the whole playoffs. It would be even better if the Knicks end up a play-in team at eight and he's just not – doesn't play the first round. I think that that's really – I never thought of that. Theater. That's what I'm rooting for. Also, then like you said, Adam, if you're – if the Nets are one, Bucks are two, the Nets have to go through some real teams. They're not going to have Kyrie for more than half their games. Like I, the Cavs, I think are actually they're going to tank, right? The Nets have got to tank near the end of the season. I don't, th- I don't, I don't. I think KD is going to keep trying. Like KD is lifting that but team. Yeah, rest you, KD. you just shut them down. Exactly. Yeah, you just rest. Well, they've I mean, never, they've I, never done that. Have they ever rested any of their guys? This yeah, might be the season KD where they like have twice to, the season, two times, two games in this whole season. They're rushed. They've yeah, rushed Harden like back multiple 22 times. Twenty-two games in from the hamstring. I'm saying like rest for a significant period. I don't think they've oh, ever done okay. that. I don't think. Well, let, let's say there are a couple of games ahead of the books with like five games to go in the regular season. Whether the books are the two or three, just that side of the bracket. Yeah. Like they're going to be thinking, okay, let's make sure that we have a deciding game with our best players rather than a deciding game at home. I would think maybe they have a different feeling on that. that. I certainly such, prefer that. I just love that they're in, like, that's such a terrible decision to have to make. <laughs> Should we lose games and lose home court so we can get this annoying guy on our team more often? I mean, that decision is being made by the teams themselves because they have to play. It is. Yeah, he, all this mess. He's still like, okay, oh, he's back. And just in the all-time funniest NBA moment ever. Immediately in protocol. <laughs> like, here's here's uh, a grievance. Is he, are we going to see him play by the time we come through the other side of that? Uh, I, there's Until he's on the court and he's Her playing regularly. And... Uh, Baxter Holmes, he tested positive too, so it's not. Yeah, well, of course well, he yeah. did. Yeah. I know. Uh, he's a charter. You know, it's, it's not a now, though. It's yep. it's not the, the kind of environment that I would think you'd be like dying to get into. Well, maybe bad choice of words there. If you're unvaccinated, right? I don't think yeah. you're going to be like, let's go into an arena filled with people, be around tons of people, be traveling, flying all over the country. Like that's a recipe for disaster. And so, yeah. The guy who isn't vaccinated comes into that. Like that's going to be a problem. It's just the fact that it was an immediate problem is, I you could not write that. Ooh, can I take this off on a small tangent? Sure. My grievance so this- is Nets fans celebrating for getting forty percent of Kyrie Irving is just like the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is. But uh, speaking of what Adam was saying about fans, this is a grievance I just thought of. W- what are what are NBA arenas doing? 
majority of fans are sitting there unmasked in an indoor environment. There's got to be some sort of restrictions. I thought, There's got to be. You know what I thought about this? I think there is something for courtside, but I saw Joe Johnson walking. I saw the clip of him scoring, right? And it includes him checking in. And he walks like directly past a fan standing up with no mask courtside. And I was like, how is that a good idea? Like, I, I there's like I tens there's, of thousands of I think people in there. There's more restrictions on them, but yeah, like they're they're mingling in the arenas. Why are we still letting fans stand right next to players? Maybe, maybe, maybe they're the bench. It's it's the same reason as everything why are else. They're the fans be unmasked. I think it's wild. I mean, and even outside of COVID, after some of the weird fan encounters we've seen, like I don't think they should be necessarily that close. I know <laughs> courtside basketball is still the people seats. getting kicked out of of courtside seats as as of last night too. Well, that I, happened the Thunder Nuggets game. I think also like some couple was heckling Austin Rivers. Well, that was the, really? the LeBron one too, right? Yep. Was that Denver yeah, in or Indy. Utah? Indy, Indy, Indy. Indy. Indiana. Yeah. Um, and well, how about the guy in Sacramento? We all just laughed at the time, but a guy threw up on the court. <laughs> like that's not very sanitary. Like the worried about and Luke COVID, Walton got fired. That got puke next there. That guy could have been spreading dysentery. Like it was related, Jordan. This. They're like this well, is this is the final straw. We cannot stand this shame. We are the proud it's Sacramento like a, Kings. It, I mean, it's I, like I, the uh, the goats in the office of Robert yeah. Sarver. I mean, no, it was in the office of uh, of McDonald. Oh, uh, McDonald. Yeah, McDonald. Sarver McDonough. put him there. Um, yes. I, I think if your basketball <laughs> is so bad that fans are literally vomiting, that probably is a sign you should move on from the coach. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's get back to Bucks grievance. Yeah. Jordan, did you have a grievance? Yeah. Um, stop hitting Pat Allen in the face, <laughs> please. <laughs> this has to stop. This hitting is... slash kicking. Yeah. Kick, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not just punching or elbows, little chicken wings anymore. It's Garrison it's Matthews going to full the Neo and Matrix resurrections and uh hitting him in the Look, face. They need to they need to make money. And they're finding new and innovative ways to do it. It's new product placements. Yeah. 
Garrison Matthews is that. in as a Matrix stunt double. Apparently, 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 this, it feels like we're watching like this Logan Paul, Jake Paul boxing match without even paying for pay per view. That kind of thing just gets in every freaking. So day. the way everyone watches those boxing matches is what you're saying. Um, much, I will yeah. say at least forty percent of these are Pat incited. Like Pat, yeah, I will. I will disagree with that. I think because he's he's getting in there. He puts his now, face. Like, he knows, especially when he draws yeah, offensive he, fouls. Like he's like, here's your elbow. Here is my face. We will take the ball now. He's not deli though. Like he definitely he's not gets. As he doesn't flop. He just no. But I, I don't even mean he. It's a, I don't even mean that it's like flopping or anything. I just mean he's not a player like that's whole game is based on relishing that today. like no it's just, it is it's definitely a, it's a part of it it's just a part it of is it. severely disproportionate the amount of times he gets hit in the face it like is. compared to the type of player he is and i feel uh, like this year more than like it, it was already like a recurring theme but it'd be like one in every 15 games now it's like every other night this guy's two, being two blasted. in the same night he got yeah, two in the same the night and then slapped in the same eye and marcus is like get him out of there yeah, I, I wasn't watching live, right? I saw the clip, made a joke after seeing the clip. Did he like he got rocked? Like that wasn't just like it was. It was a it was and a boot playing. in the face. Did anyone take a look at him? No, that, the, that, that no, was no, bad. They had a timeout. Like, they had a timeout, the, and the he official, like the official went and talked to him. Yeah, because that was worse than some of the others he had, where he, like you see his head properly get rocked. Yeah. I he, also listen. NBA get better concussion protocols grievance. Yeah, it really seemed like the scene from Creed where, like, the numbers are being shown behind the guy's head. Like, that's definitely – something like that is the only way Pat passed that protocol because – But I – His eye was just swelling. Yeah, like, as the game was like a boxer. Like, I think they had to, like, cut him at some point. Not literally. He made that, that tree again. I saw a clip of it. And he was, like, smiling ear to ear, like, bigger than I smiled before. And I'm like <laughs> – is Pat there? Like, is Pat there behind the <laughs> eyes? Right. This is why. Like, this is my oh, question, though. I, look at all the lights. I tweeted it last night, but is it is him getting him the face like his Samson, where he just the powers the threes grow more? It, it wasn't what, last what is, night. It was. It wasn't last night. night I but think it was three for twelve. What he's is still shooting like forty six percent of the season, or whatever. Samson, the hell you know, it is. This is like a, a cultural reference from like ancient Greece or yeah the Bible. Bible the Bible it's the yeah. Bible there you go okay that's a bad this, look for me although is, uh, is it really I don't know not a bad look this for guy me. Samson's a badass but they, if you cut his hair then he's like whack all his strength is in his hair yeah yep. oh okay. so it's kind of like the Achilles oh well, not really it's it's not that similar to Achilles is it not ancient Greek I really thought Samson was ancient I Greek. mean it's probably both like nothing new under the sun right. There's probably a, an equivalent to it that they just yeah it's under a different name. everything just gets wrong all the same yeah the Romans and the Greeks have the exact same gods but one set is named after planets like I it, I mean there are differences old news. there are differences okay Rohan yeah. any grievances yeah, on this no I took no. a class on ancient Greek and Roman history and I read a lot of Wikipedia you don't want to throw down there's there's some Greek letters you know that I've got some grievances right right now yeah. Like, uh, oh, I get it. Oh, I get oh, it. Okay. That's good. That was good. So clearly it went over everyone's head. Except Jordan. I, no, Thanks, I, Jordan. I got it. <laughs> Rohan, next grievance. Okay, this one is not going to shock anyone. Uh, oh, uh, I'm going to cross one off. Yep, there we go. Yeah. Like, come on. I, I just 
what are we doing here? What what happened to Chris Middleton? We what have no what idea. To Grayson Allen. Grayson, yeah, exactly. What happened to Grayson Allen? What happened to Chris Middleton? What is happening? What kind of back surgery did Brooke Lopez get? Like, I'm still mad about all this. We still have no idea what happened to Chris Middleton's knee. Hyperextended. That's all we're going to get. That's not an injury. I think it is for NBA teams. That's more than we've gotten for, like, at least 60% of Bucks stuff. Just, it's just annoying. Like, it's just, uh, I think it's Grayson is bit. worse. Was Grayson on the bench? I know yep. he warmed yes. up. Yep. So he's been active. Is this two straight games now where he didn't play? Yep. Well, think... They're probably just resting him, but just... Well, two for two for over five days? They had all those days off after the Cavs game, which he also was active and didn't play in. Apparently, Bud said he might be ready. Like, he, he might it's be playing Because of the today. back-to-back? Yeah. But we, don't, we have no idea what's... Has he ever been on an injury report this season? Why is he active if yeah. he's got an injury? That's, that's because so they don't question. have to sign a hardship guy. Yeah. There, there's no reason not to sign a hardship guy. That's my new conspiracy theory is even though it doesn't count toward the tax, they just don't want to do it. Don't want to. It still costs actual yeah, money. It, yeah, it still costs whatever, 10K. Or You're not going to be penalized like multiple times over on it, but it's going to cost you actual money. Well, yeah. And it's if they don't expect to actually use the guys or have them to be around, I think they're just saying like, we're not going to do it. I was surprised they didn't try to keep Mamu on the bench because they did technically dip to 12 available players, which is supposedly they should have needed to sign one. But I'm guessing they just said, well, it was right before the game. We didn't have time. It's very weird. That's another, that's, it's that's just one of the, my the Bucks are just finding whatever way to break the rules is possible. They love it. Adam Silver is going to have to take another second round pick. We can all be outraged. Honestly, they probably deserve it. That's why they have to trade them all away for Kendrick, Kendrick Williams first. Exactly. Kenny Hustle. Here's a yeah. grievance. Shemi Ojale. Did you not listen to our last pod, Adam? No, I don't listen. I need them. That's probably for the best. <laughs> That's a joke. I have a list of Reese. I'm watching the books. I don't need to list any of this. It's you know, this is a perfect that you said, you want to come on, we're doing a pod, we're gonna air grievances. I was like, <laughs> okay, I could do that. No, uh, last last episode we talked about potential trade targets, and Kenrich Williams was one of them that I was very excited about. Uh, we'll get to one of my grievances in a second. Well, literally one second. My grievance, Shemi Ojale, no explanation needed. Adam, you're he's up. just He's the grievance? Yeah, yeah exactly. What Fair he enough. did to me and my moral fiber, I had to take that L so publicly. Your credibility more. Than I, I didn't. Did. I never had that. I never had that. There was, but there, I was going to say, there wasn't much fiber. to begin with, no, and then nothing, it just. Nothing at all. Wasn't great. I, did you learn a lesson with that? I was no. I was actually thinking about no. this last night. I was seeing people complain about, and I was like, in future, will Ty just not go as a rashly in on the guy? Absolutely like, not. No, scared money don't make none. I'm still gonna be me, but I just I feel like I we make money with these guys. No, but <laughs> I I embrace I embrace owning up to being wrong, and I did that pretty quickly with Shemi, and it's just like I can point to that and be like, hey. You can tag me. I was totally wrong at first. I am not. I don't. I'm not a die on a hill guy. I will take the new evidence and flip immediately. That's we, a reverse Michael Beasley. I call that. That was my. <laughs> that was my guy. It, it sometimes you just got to be have some self awareness. Say, hey, I missed the mark. You can't. You new can't double down. Can lead to a new response. Yeah, wild concept, I think everyone. that's an okay thing to embrace. That is. I, I think okay that's thing. okay, but you don't need to. I was like I was go out of your way to make it something you have to do all the time. I, I named one other time this season. 
No, you definitely haven't been that wrong another time this season. I can't remember another time I've been that wrong in quite a while, honestly. That I'll, was go, like I'll go back, I'll listen one. to those pods now. I'll find some. I think that was my I worst know, I'm one just, in I'm quite just a sitting while. here, just taking a silent victory lap. I still get the Wizards point. Yeah, you Bro, do. Have you we do. did the game two or game three podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Against okay. the Nets. <laughs> listen, that was just... Was I wrong, though? Was I one wrong? One of the most... No. Traumatic podcast experiences we, of my life. We've all had to delete some Rick Carlisle tweets after after subsequent events. We were all there. Yeah. Face. Uh, <laughs> I deleted no tweets. No, I didn't delete it. I, I, I think no, I think I the the Bucks them. dodged a bullet concerning how it's going in Indiana right now. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, well, he's also not coaching right now. So. It wasn't going good but, before he started missing games either. Yeah. Based on how things got in Dallas, it's safe to say. Yeah. Um, my gra- my grievance, right, is really it's for the likes of, you know, Ty and Rowan. Can we just stop trying to make trades? It's really for John Horst. Can we just sit tight for a while? This is a weird season. Really weird season. Let's just try. Let's just see if at some point we can get something. You're not going to get the full team because of Brooke. Maybe you will. We don't know, Rowan. We don't know what the surgery was. But you're likely not going to get the full team back soon. You could get something close to it. I, I really think the books need to start being just a little less, you know, trigger happy on every possible deal that comes around. Like, yeah, you can be like, oh, that's a small, that's a marginal improvement. Wes Matthews is a good example of that. It's like, yeah, that's a, sure, that makes sense. It's an improvement. Is it ultimately going to matter at all? Potentially. Well, I don't know. played minutes for them in the playoffs. Like having another rotation level guy is pretty important. They have multiple rotation level guys this year. I still yeah, feel it's good. Maybe a not a good spread of position, but I don't. Jeff Teague, for example, would not be getting minutes this year. So I, I don't yeah. know if you you need to keep doing that. But but generally, I do have this feeling. I I think the books are really well placed. I don't know how popular this is. I this may just be my most you know. This may be my most me take yet, or maybe it's my most Jordan take yet. But it's like. I think they're in a good place. I think if the season is just play out like it seems like it would be, I think they'll be right there. I think they could win a championship again. They may not, but I don't think a deal is going to come up. That's just the obvious. That's going to do it. And horse just keeps hitting and hitting and hitting. It's like, dude, you've won your money. Take some of it home. The, dealer, you know? the dealers change. They've changed dealers. <laughs> exactly. It's, he's just there at the table. He doesn't know what day it is anymore. And he just <laughs> keeps going and going. It's like just a, just go have a nap for a while. You know, we can come back to this. I'm not saying never go and place a bet again. But I think right now you're in a very good spot. A better spot than like the standings reflect or maybe even that a lot of people will feel. But I do think that comes down into confidence within the organization. I, I don't think they need to keep doing stuff. Like there, there is an obvious issue at center. But I, I don't know if going out of their way to try and plug that and plug that. I do have a concern. This was our last episode on, on Win and Six, which is basically just the books are continually running out of stuff. Like he is burning through this pretty quickly. The window is tight. That can be one argument for why you put everything there, why you go all in and every possible way for these couple of years. The horse could get very close to it being these couple of years, and that's it though. And it could get ultra grim really quickly. All the take is, you know, a couple of the older players to fall off a cliff. 
not literally, although that wouldn't help either. Um, and you're you're in a tough, tough spot. You've got nothing. And then Yanis would be like, "Yeah, you know what? I do want to leave." Do you get Do you get what I'm saying? I I just think there's yeah, a I, I there's generally there's a there's an eagerness, and it's like, oh, there's this problem. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. It's like the perfect roster doesn't exist, particularly this season. I think all healthy or even very close to all healthy. The books are about as good as any team and you can build the best roster on paper. There's an argument. Probably the books did that the year. They lost the conference finals. I think they were very yeah. close to the best roster on paper and it, you could still lose. And then you can have last year where we're like, we're all tearing our hair out the whole way through. Cause it's like, they may need 15 minutes from Jeff T. If something goes wrong, Jeff T's going to have to play and you win a championship. And I do think that's kind of the nature of it. There's a certain point where it's like, you are you are where you need to be. You are good enough. This year, more than any other, like, we know they can do it. We know those guys can step up. I'd just be a little cautious. It doesn't mean if, like, a home run deal emerges that you don't go and get that. But Kenrick Williams, for example, he's a fine player. I don't know if I'm if I'm in a hurry for those kind of deals. He's like he's better than Shemi. <laughs> sure, but and that's that's the trade. It's like of... Shemi and picks, or maybe Shemi and Wara for picks for him. So I think the counterpoint to this is if they don't do the PJ Tucker trade, they lose, and they needed to upgrade their point guard for two years before that, and they yeah, didn't, but they, and that's why they, they lost. But they did that, and they won, and then because they won in part. They were able to attract better role players this year, and their roster is in a better situation. They still, like they still have the hole of the wing defender. Yeah, PJ. but here, here's That's what, what I'll say: they, they don't have you're not filling that saying, hole, yeah. though. You're not filling like this is, and I feel like this is something we'll continue to talk about when the playoffs come around. I felt from the start of the season, you're not the moment you let PJ Tucker go, you let that player, that archetype go. You're going to have to do something different. Now it's a problem when Brooke then ends up with a back injury and you had no center depth either. It's creating new problems. Yeah. I don't think any of us would feel that there are problems that the books don't have roots to solving. It would just look very different. And part of that, I feel, is particularly like you have Chris out for some time, you have Giannis and COVID, you have all of that. Like they were starting to look good just before the shit hit the fan again here. And I'd, I'd like to see can they, and there's an increasing chance that they will have a spell where at least COVID doesn't factor because quite a few of the guys have now got it where it's like, can you get your key players out there for a couple of months? And that's what we'll have really the best part of before the trade deadline, for example, before buyouts come and let's try some different things and let's see how that looks. Let's try some, I, it hurts me to say this, but some smaller lineups, like, and let's see what configurations you can have and you can work with that. I think the year Pat's had is a big, big deal for just reimagining how the books are going to cope without a PJ Tucker or if Brooke isn't fully right, or you're just not entirely comfortable. They're going to have to do some different things, but I, I don't feel like, because my, my counter to, to the PJ Tucker trade, it's also what you do the Meritage trade. And it's like, there's probably two to three bad deals for every good deal you do there. And I think compared to say when the books traded for Meritage or when the books traded for Tucker, I think their roster is in a better spot. I think they have more options. They have more versatility. And as a team and as individual players, I think they're just better. 
Like they're better prepared. I don't think they have to fear something. So I get one, the desire to do it because we've seen them fill a gap before it work out to win a championship. And also the people just love trades and it's like, well, this guy sucks. Let's move him on. It's like, I, no one wants Chemi Ojale. Like that guy's out of the league next year. I, I honestly, I don't think you're trading him for a player that anyone cares even the tiniest bit about with a second rounder. So I feel like we, we just don't care. Like, you know, unless it's a team that's complete hopeless case, maybe you do. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Listen, PJ Tucker. They got PJ Tucker for the Rockets. Moved up like what, like five four picks, spot. four spots. Yeah, it was like very picks. small, it, almost a meaningless. A future second, even I think another second, maybe. DJ yeah. Augustine, who everyone in the world knows, had just signed an awful contract and was basically unplayable, and had has had some okay games this year, but clearly not a good contract. And what, didn't D, get his ring. DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson was that the other piece? I think that also went like it cost almost nothing to get PJ Tucker. I think you can't replicate exactly what PJ brought, but you can go get another good wing defender for not that much. Shemi Ojale. You've got a couple like, second round. You've got to try. Like Adam, you were saying, like there's no perfect roster. But also, like, even if there's no perfect roster, you still got to strive for it. But and what you, what is what is the end goal here? Like, what are better. what are the books? No, but to be better, to get, be better get win. As many, get as many shots at but rotation win. players as you can. Right now, so it's 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 honest. all on this season. It's yeah, all this you, season. Like, there's there's no massive future picks that they have to really trade anyway. Exactly, but that's but why that, all of these smaller picks matter more because it's all you've got. So if if you they play this game, they don't care about second round picks anyway. Look at what they did to your I, I know, but they, they they care about them as trade chips because it's the only way to be able to do anything. Yeah, but they always so, just go get more. But that's you're but eventually, eventually going to run out with that. Yeah, that's, it's not sustainable. Like There's nothing six right now. They're not that. They're not that low. He could use them in one deal, and I wouldn't be surprised because this is yeah, how it works. There. That's what the Grayson Allen trade was. Like if we zoom, if we yeah. zoom right out, right out. What do you say is the book's title window right now? If if like something, Giannis's we, contract. We, okay, at so if most, we, we want to say like most. I can, but I can see there's four years where this team, kind of without major, without there'll be ups and downs, there'll be things that will come along. They will make deals, but I can imagine this team being in the mix to make the finals for the next four years. I Everyone it's with silly, that? It's silly yeah. to think that way. I can't. I will not. You can't that's see not, that. That's not how the NBA works. Windows are never open as long as you think. I think if you plan for 2025, I, that's how you but lose But if, if you go, if you keep going now, the window is going to sham slam shut next year and you may not win it this year because it's difficult to begin with. Like the books are coming from the best possible position on this, which is you've got one already. And yeah. like, let's, let's all be real. We want more. They may not get another with Giannis. They may not win another for 50 years. If that's the case, well, it wouldn't be great, but, but, but they got, they got one. And yeah, true. I, I can definitely say we all remember a point where we wouldn't have believed that we're going to get one. Yeah. That point was probably like, you know, Six sometime in the next series when Rohan was screaming on the podcast, right? We, we, we all would have struggled to imagine that. So you've got Giannis, like, they talk so much about the Spurs. The Spurs did not go all in every year and were just like always on the edge. If you want to build something sustainable... Like well, I would still like to think they could they could have Giannis to the end of his career and have a team that's good enough to do that. But if, your if chances had, of that if they had Chris and Drew on their rookie deals for their whole careers, it'd be a lot easier to have a twenty year run like the Spurs had. They don't like they the the, the thing. It's not even about Giannis for me. It's about Chris and Drew 
And who knows how long their primes are going to be. They're both 30 or 30 plus now, I believe. Right? Did Drew just turn 30? Sure. I think right around there. You don't know how long they're going to be these elite level players. And mm-hmm. there's no – right now, there's no path to adding another guy like that. Like the, all the fun – like I know Sharks went on Bill Simmons' pod, I think, and said, if I'm honest, I'm trying to get Carl Towns. That's a great idea. The Bucks have no way to get a Carl Towns level player. I mean maybe if he really wants to come to Milwaukee, which has been true for no one ever, they could do that. But right now they don't. I think you need to maximize while you have these three players – and then if you can find a way to find someone else, like they keep adding the, you know, the Bobby Portises, the Grayson Allens, the guys. It's going to run out timelines. though. Well, of course it's going to run out, but. It's it- going to run out this summer. Like, cause I, you're right. It is about Drew and it's about Chris. I think we'd all agree. It is somewhat like this iteration. Thing. It's about Pat and it's about Bobby too. And what are they going to do there? And every year it's going to be one guy less and one guy less. And let's say they do find a solution, another PJ Tucker-esque solution. If not, that kind of player, but someone who comes in has that kind of impact. Well, that guy is gone plus possibly one more. Like it, they are on this in a spot. Like we're, we're right at the apex, right? There's only, there's only kind of way down from here. And they might just be able to grab one more on the way down and then just like fall off a cliff. Or they could put themselves in a position where they get back there and get back there and get back there. By keeping and five second round picks. No, it it's not. It's just, it's it's there's not really going to be one deal that does this but it's just that if it's constant churn which it is and right now i don't actually feel as necessary i don't think it's necessary i i agree shemi Oja is not good you don't need 15 guys in your roster to fit perfectly like there is a point in the season where unless something maybe it happens it rarely does is reality that a, a player comes on the buyout market that you're like look at this guy or someone becomes available for trade at a price that's, that's actually Marvin worth Williams for the I, I think you're making my point for me. Thanks, Ron. Um, Pal Gasol erasure. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's the continual thing. You're, you're continuing to go one after the other. I think your best chance of having a good team, like good is obviously understanding, having a contending team is that you get yourself to conference finals, to finals. You're the team every year. You need to be, like we can talk about, They've changed the culture. They've changed the reputation of the franchise. You can look at their roster and look at the deals guys take, whatever. That is true. Your best chance of keeping that is staying good up until the point where Chris has to go. Drew has to go. And eventually, and this is uncomfortable because it is Milwaukee and the book's history is not great here, they would need a free agent. If this is to become something longer term, they would need a free agent when it comes to the point where they're able to move off. Or maybe they can work a trade, but as as we're getting to here, it's not easy. I think you've got to give yourself a chance every year. It's kind of my thing is I want to, but I want to have, I want to have four lottery tickets and not just one or two. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, well, that's why I target a player. Every, like- every little second round pick doesn't seem consequential, but with what's left, it doesn't take much. And then say you get a catastrophic injury to Chris and the age he's at, you're done. Like you're done, well, just you're like that. It, it could happen. It way. could happen anyway. But you know, we're probably not going to agree on it because I think it, it is just going to be something that comes down to like an ideological difference in how you'd run a front office. But I, I, I don't think the books not making a little deal like that is not being all in. Like not bringing PJ Tucker back was actually the thing. Where you're well, like, yeah, we certainly agree on that. We agree that's on that. that's PJ the Tucker actual. PJ Tucker and Shemi Ojale is what uh, unites Fox. That's that's the cost, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's 
that's the point where I'm like, you're not maximizing your window. I think deals which are flyers where you're using up, they, they are nothing, but they're also everything the books have. That's a that's a tough one, particularly you know because you're always trading them away. You don't develop guys like you don't have you don't even have young players to trade. Like, what would you get with Yorgos? Nothing. Like literally nothing. They threw him away. Like, but maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe just find any way not to do that. Swap the pick for a second round four years from now, rather than use a pick, even if it's the worst pick, and then be like, you know what? We're just getting rid of this guy. Like they are at such a premium for ways to keep this show on the road. And yet the opportunity is there because you've got the best player in the league where I'd be like, just every time, what can we do that's giving us more chances, more chances, more chances? Not necessarily in the year. I wouldn't be saying that if I didn't think this team was good enough to win a championship. I think this team is. They need some luck. They'll need some breaks. They'll need Brooke to get back healthy and look even half of himself, like be playable. That could happen. It might not. But I could live with that with the rest of the roster. I think that's you're giving yourself a chance. And if they don't get there, the thing you'll kick yourself about is PJ Tucker rather than a Kendrick Williams. Sorry, Kendrick Williams, for you Here's becoming the thing, like that. I think you can do both things. Kendrick Williams is 27. It's like the Grayson Allen trade. It's like you're getting someone who's going to help you now. There's no reason that player can't also help you three years down the line. Like, I think the Bucks need to walk that line. I don't think there's any way for them to really focus on long term that makes sense because. They're not very good at developing the prospects they actually do have. I think. I Jordan, mean, have Jordan you seen Wallace, DJ Wilson nowadays? No, it's looking good. No, I haven't actually. Did you not see his his numbers at the G League showcase Blue. just before he got pulled up? No. Yeah, he's with the Raptors now. Oh, is he finally deciding to try yeah. in the G League for the first time ever? No, he's in the NBA again. Well, no, I know, but I meant at the showcase. You know, he's figured it out. It took him some time, yeah. but he figured it out. Same with Sterling, who was never svelte once, and then immediately after finally getting away from the Bucks, looks much better. Although, I don't know if he's actually playing well. He's not looking too good. Physically, right physically, he looked much better than he ever did with the Bucks, which, I don't know. I, I don't think the Bucks have developed very well. But whatever. Let's do another grievance. I don't know if I have any left. My grievance is with Adam. Jordan, Jordan, oh, give us a As always with Ty. Yeah. Um... Let's go grievance, 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 Vasquez. Uh, oh God, there's a that's a grievance in itself. That's a just, grievance. Just, just Jordan, grievance, Vasquez. And just say grievance. You've got a grievance, Jordan. What I want I, talk- I to. No, we didn't talk. I want us to talk this out. Is it? Are we talking about identity? Is that what the the color? Oh, we already boy. we did like a podcast about that like two months ago. About no, I, I'm ta- I'm talking more. It's it's an NBA grievance. NBA coverage grievance, even. Ah, yes. This is this uh, is your major grievance at the moment. I'm excited. Maybe it's because I'm I retired. Semi-retired. Semi-retired yeah. as a blogger. But semi-retired. Uh, semi-retired as a blogger. Um, but it's getting out of control in terms of the coverage of the NBA, and I feel like how we talk. I think this current. Um, COVID crisis, as one would call it, has um, magnified it even more of how everything just feels disposable. Go straight for the trout, Jordan. Come on. Just wait. Just wait. I think, like, seeing all these, like, hardship sightings and all this stuff and seeing how um, clear 
where this information is coming from and being fed to certain reporters, um, these insiders, if you will, and just seeing how it's just like, are we, we're going to do this for, and it's no disrespect to these guys are making to the NBA and all this stuff. It's no disrespect at all. But I just feel like we're, how do I describe this well? Because I just feel like I'm talking in circles. Yeah. I just feel like the, this constant, like, okay, who are we going to do? Who are the, the Bucks going to sign with this hardship exception and all this stuff? Like, I understand there's a total need for it when they don't have enough players to play games. <laughs> but it's just, it's scratching at this this itch that I have about, like... it's It know. answers our earlier, or the first grievance I brought, which is why is the NBA still happening right now? And the NBA is still happening right now solely so that Woj and Shams can tweet out signings. It's literally the only thing that, it's the only reason. ESPN is like, oh, look, a Woj bomb. And it's like, yeah, someone you've never heard of has signed for the Kings because the first Portuguese guy, the NBA, is now the protocol. It's yeah. like, it is the only thing that is happening and it's getting it's more and more ridiculous. Because of that, by the way. Congrats on oh. Manuel. Well done, you're back. Kings <laughs> legend. What 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 was the like a great example? I, look, I have no shame. I'll name names. Woj added to his Joe Johnson report that he was a big tree MVP after the fact. Two time, two time big three MVP. It's humiliating. It's like, what are we doing? That is this has jumped the shark. This is not reporting or journalism anymore. No, Ty, did I? You'll have to speak to this because I don't actually have to watch it. Shams was on with Pat McAfee, right? Do you think yes. I watched this? Yes. No, I saw you tweet about it. You tweet oh, the, the, oh, clip. the clip. Okay. Yeah. Ty, are you yeah. saying you tweet where, things? Where he was literally I like... I, I didn't watch the whole episode. Where he was talking about, you know, I have from, from Rich Paul himself. Yeah. It's like, oh, I wonder how wonder how that happened. Yeah. How, how Shams, Can't did you, Shams as part of the, the larger Clutch family, you know... Yeah. I think, it, too... You kind of we kind of get used to this based on how the last five years, six years, basically my entire blogging life <laughs> as a Bucks blogger. But you get you you start to see how these things form and how you know we saw specifically Giannis as the example of you prop up this small market superstar, throw him through this like oh. um Rival teams. I've started noticing this way more now. Is that you see rival executives talk about, oh, that this team's going to go after him, that team's going to go after him, and like basically access, you know, journalism in the NBA is basically just asking other executives and teams what their plans are, and nine times out of ten, those plans will never come to fruition. Like as rewarding as like all this stuff is, and I think maybe like from the origin of why I wanted to write about basketball, all that stuff. I think it's much different now than where it was. If I was, if, if I was where I entering it or doing it now, I think I would be attracted to the spectacle and like the illusion of like, I want to write about players that may get traded just because it's the, the clout or all this stuff that kind of gets elevated based on having access or pay attention to all these rumors. when over the course of time, you realize that it's all for nothing. It's re- like it's five percent of these like rumors that actually come to fruition and we actually have some real substance to it. 
And I think like when you kind of just see how like the machine works and understand how things have changed and why things exist the way they do in, in this weird social media bubble that you kind of get used to after a while, if this is what you dedicate your life to it, it just makes you, I think that's why you get super cynical about like where the NBA is at and just where it just feels very disposable. That yeah. I keep using that word. I, I think I have two responses. One is I'm glad and I think the real bastion of most, if not, not, not all, but most of like quality NBA and really all sports coverage is like hyper-focused regional stuff like us, like uh, DNVR I think is a great example. All yes. the Blue Wire pods that cover a specific team, even like, you know, the quote-unquote enemies, like the Locked On pods, it's the same deal. I think that's like the real I – mean, Enemies? It's, it's, it's enemies it's time. friendly. I said quote-unquote. Wow. I mean, I'm Ty's enemy as well, so I mean, <laughs> oh my, keep your enemies close. It was a, a shots to Frank and Kane. Oh my, yeah, it was a, clearly that's what I was. Okay, your your friends of mine shouting them Ken. out, shouting yes. them out as such a vicious. But anyway, no, I, I'm but, joking. But but your also, point, your point stands. But that, those, those, those things, things are good. necessary yes. now, as yes. opposed yes. to even when we started, like when Win and Six started, and we all jumped on that. Like it was just a thing, but I. Uh, I actually think it is necessary to have that kind of coverage of a it team and a place to. I I don't. I've said it on the pod. It's come up lots of time. The Low Post is my favorite podcast. I do not listen to the Low I, Post. I still, I still like the Low Post. I I, like I, I I don't listen because it is different and it is. You can see how it's filtered and you can see how ESPN's coverage generally has evolved. And I think one of the points that Jordan kind of touches on, but to me, I, I find clear this year. And we should probably add to this. I don't know if it's true for both of you. It probably is. I know it is for Jordan and I, and this is how the conversation got for recent days. Like I have tweet notifications on for a lot of these people for like seven years now. And even though I don't technically need them on, I have never been able to turn them off because I'm just like, whoa, that's just too, I'm at too much of a remove if I don't know. The second a book thing happens, if I don't have on my phone there, what would you tell me it's happened? But the way they're reporting the things they will now tweet about just to like check your quota for the day oh i broke four today shams only broke three you know this is what it, it feels like but we're actually watching the yana style cycle move on except there isn't a Giannis to center around so they're trying to make similar things out of players that no one cares about it's like they, they don't have a, an anchor for it you end up with so many weird little things that are made into something bigger and I mean, the NBA generally, and this still stands true, it doesn't need help creating drama, you know? The players do this themselves. Look at what know? happened in the Bucks rockets game. Like, people are getting kicked to the face. There are, like, Jordan Wara makes fun of uh, our, what is his name? Armani, Armani Brooks. Yeah, Armani. and then he got he got posted twice after that, and that is not yeah. a coincidence. But, like, there's, there's things that naturally pop up, but well, it's this even, manufactured. Even like, outside of that, basketball just rocks. Like, even if there's yes, not exactly. a the game, it's just really fun. And yeah. I think that's why just these outlets are thriving. And, and even non-regional um, like the dunker spot with Nikias Duncan and yeah. Steve Jones. Like people who love the game, like that content will always be there even if we have to look harder. Here's my other point I was going to make following Jordan's thing. The newsbreaker scoop thing, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. It it's not. not necessary. They're just doing press releases faster. 
There's no point. Well, that's like, we the don't point. Need, like, yes. it's not, it's I not just a got, necessary As thing. we're recording this, I got three notifications that the uh, Nerland's Noel or something, the Knicks have signed someone. We just, we don't There's, need it. Like, I just, and it's like, I saw the eventually. Knicks PR tweet yeah, in the same stream. Well, okay, half, half of Shams are literally just not attributing PR. That's, that's which is bullshit. Shams like, in particular. It Woj, is bullshit. Woj will credit if a PR gets before him. Shams 100%. Uh, Shams did that with, with Trump and Corona. People thought – people legitimately thought he broke that story because of this. Yeah. Like what after, did he, after the what did he tweet story, recently? Well, but wasn't there a more recent one too? There yes, was, there it, was um, something related to Biden? I think so. Yeah. It's, there it's was like every now and then he'll be like, you know, I'm, just, I'm feeling it. Also, you Dancing know? with the Stars. I got way too many Dancing with the Stars <laughs> when Amon Shumpert became the first NBA, and then he deleted it and had to correct it to say former that NBA all of player. Them. That happens with all oh of them. Oh my god! Know? But it's not. None of it is necessary. Like you could just read the same thing in like twenty. Just minutes. retweet it. Retweet no, it. no, I'm saying the whole the whole newsbreaker thing in general. It's it all whole, comes out. It's, it's not reporting. It's just being a little bit faster. That's and the again, whole thing. Again, I think there are people that like. When you do it well, you can do it well and responsibly. I mean, there's reasons why Woj, I mean, even Shams to a degree, like they like they have gotten in the position where they are because of how dedicated to they are. And I mean, it's I'm not saying that I've done it I've done it to their level, but like when you try to keep up with like things over time, it wears you out. It is exhausting pursuit. So like they are in a position where they can, you know, be these you know have pushed notifications on their phone so i could get the news that i or i'm on shopper one day through the stars but like i think that what makes it so frustrating over time is just like okay like we're just gonna do it like every but like it's gonna be this whole like endless cycle and you realize like what is like who is actually gaining this or what is there to be gained out of it and you increasingly come away with it and it's just nothing Nothing is <laughs> nothing is like gained substantially. It's not even about who wins the actual league in a in a in a season where it's like you kind of just like from that perspective, it, the value of the game and basketball and NBA, that's where things really like dies, in my opinion. But it's also like okay, I'm gonna do the thing I do every now and then, which is I'm gonna pull back the curtain, right? I'm gonna pull it back. <laughs> oh boy. Not on not on the podcast, but on our past life, right? Um, three of us here have ran a ran a books blog. Rohan contributed and was a part of the machinery I too. Did things you did, and you would have. You did so. Part of the cycle is, and part of like responsible content planning, like building a content strategy to run a website centered around an NBA team. Is okay. It's trade deadline. Here's how we're going to cover it. Or, you know, if news breaks and I like, speak for all of us, our policy uh, behind the book pass and our time there was we'd be like, we're going to write a news piece. You know, we're going to we're going to aggregate. Uh, we'll get back to that word because it, it it again fits back into how ESPN is approaching this and how they view everything else around it. But we're going to aggregate this. We're going to put it to the audience that it's actually relevant to. Like, I, I know particularly in our years, Jordan, but even Ty, when, when you were the co-site expert with me, like... We'd be digging for anything, like anything, anywhere, any scrap that someone's reported that may not be woes that everyone's seen, whether that was draft workouts, whatever. And then you're like, we're a book site. Let's bring that to book science. Here it is. So if trade news breaks, you do that. Then you'd be like, let's let's analyze this or let's think of if they're going to trade for this, how many guys? 
that is how you get clicks. And that is how all of this works. That's how the whole thing stays alive. ESPN know that they've leaned more and more into that, but they're also neglecting the opportunity that people just like basketball, <laughs> you know, that you could just have other forms of programming or other ways of framing this, other ways that are better, that are smarter to, to actually push forward to monetize this. And the other knock-on thing on that then is the aggregation thing, because this became something that it's just like every time you'd list anything, like Windhorse, be like, oh, the aggregators, the aggregators, low still does this. It's like, yeah, because not everyone gives a shit about Woj tweeting out that some guy is like the 15 roster spot now for the Thunder. It's like not everyone cares about that. They want to know what's happening with their team and they go to outlets that are specifically focused on that. Like people who want to hear about the books, they do. They come and listen to us because we'll talk about books things. Oh, <laughs> not right now. Sort of. Sometimes sort of books things. Maybe the Packers, if Jordan and I are feeling a little frisky, but mostly <laughs> books things. Probably. I, I just I think it's it's broken the the whole model that Plus, ESPN have implemented and that it, it even predates not, ESPN. It was remember the vertical, remember when Woj and Shams yeah. were like, you know, um, Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi. Everyone remembers that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I, I don't know the same analogy. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know what lessons were learned there on anyone's part, but I think there's also I mean we can we can go super hyper focused here and there's way there's, there's reasons why things exist to the current NBA content cycle and these trade rumors and why things exist the way they do, because it's all seedy and conflict of a big conflict of interest and all that stuff. But like to that point of like when Rose wrote that Damian Miller article, what was it two weeks ago at this point now? And just the, the, you read it and it's like that doesn't that's how Woj used to be a long time ago when you know he's not you know this ESPN insider where he's on commercials now and like they're championing him as like Mr. Wojbaum himself but it's just like when you start to like peel back the layers and understand like where is this like voice coming from and why why are these things happening and it's like that's where it just like it's like that's TMZ like the, for the NBA at a certain yeah, point. That's where it's, Who, who's Mr. Editor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not here seeing LA Confidential. No. 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 Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Reference that. Um, it's like the Danny DeVito character in LA Confidential. For somebody, somebody will get that. I also, I want to clarify. I, like, Woj and Shams got to where they are by being tremendous reporters. Exactly. Really now, good at their job. Now, yes. And now it's morphed into, like... Agents and teams battle each other via. Yes, yeah, so we're, we're not trying to. We're not trying to like take away from what they've done. We're trying to tell them to go back to what made them so. Yeah, like they, they, they also made wedding. the the first mistake yes. though, which is they became the story. They became the star. Yeah, and that's what it yes. is. It's like, oh, yeah. Woj got that. It's this like is, I think Jordan mentioned this earlier though. The second tweets, or maybe it was Adam. The second tweets is really where you can see how much it's changed. Because the first tweet is news, and sometimes the agent will even be. That's when I knew we were going to a place. By the way, this started years ago. The yes. agents started getting shouted out in contracts. And it's like, we, no one cares. Like, we don't need this. But clearly that is like the ego's true. Now every signing, every, every signing, signing includes. Oh, they, they the, got, they got Derlin Snowell 60 million. He never got that actually. But, you know, uh, whatever it is. Um, sorry. Had a hot Walters, dog. Okay, Rich during halftime. Yeah. Um, but now, now the worst part is the second tweet where every time any player is signed, waived, traded, 
Here's their season averages and some yeah. meaningless sentence to talk. This promising wing averaged zero point eight points per game in yeah. in twelve appearances for like the Shanghai Sharks. And those are like, those that's are the, the level we're at. Tweets, yeah, that's like they and, always and have X to be agent has now negotiated this amount of money in oh, this free yeah. agency period. Oh yeah, yeah. like fa- like casual fans are sitting at home like Mark Bartle, Steve. Good oh, job. I love good Mark job, man. B. Is that not the next, like, the logical, unbelievably depressing endpoint for this, though? Because oh, yeah. that is already what happens. With the all agents the are going to start tweeting it out now. No, no, I think we're going to see Twitter accounts like Mark Bartlestein season is like, winning like, free oh, agency. Yeah, it's going it. to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, oh, this is yeah. like the depressing endpoint of capitalism. But it, like, we've already <laughs> seen this with Woj and Shams, where people are type, like tallying up who's winning free agency. It's like not any of us. We're all losing because this is how <laughs> yeah. it's. Yeah, you know, you'd have to spend two weeks being like, "Oh God, if I Ty has to go walk the dog all the time just to get deals to happen." So you know, this is best. Sophie's little legs. You know, it's sometimes it's a strain. <laughs> she, she has a little coat now. It's adorable. Um, okay, I have I have one last Bucks grievance. We've already we've covered COVID and the state of NBA media and a little bit of capitalism. I've war in Iraq. A, I've got a and, and the war in Iraq. <laughs> I've got a very niche Bucks. Just like it's gonna sound so stupid after some of the stuff we've covered. It's my last one down. <laughs> Nuanced discussion about journalism. Ty hit us with their hit us with the next. DJ Tucker, I hate losing to him. <laughs> I do that. That also, I feel like I had the dumbest ones in here. Like, Here's to be really. No, we all, been basketball focused. Yeah, I actually nice. understood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> um, fans have too high of an expectation for Demarcus Cousins, and it's not that many fans. But like I just I see a lot I see a fair bit. I agree with this. Stuff. I'm why, very. Why, is, why yes. is he not playing more? He's a defensive liability, and it's like too often. And it's like he was on the couch until three looked weeks great. ago. He's he looked not, great last night. Yeah, he did. He he's looked yeah. great all season. His net rating, it's like right behind Giannis. There's only three guys who the Bucks have been better, and he's had to play so Adam said, some dog shit games. <laughs> this is like, this is our last pod. He's, like, he's been about. pretty good. Like he's been better than I expected when they first signed him, and I think I've I've came down a little bit from like that first game. But I think he's going to yeah. be useful every time they need him. It's just you need to know what to expect. He's going to be productive in a broad sense. Defensively, no, he's not going to be elite. But he adds enough on offense and just enough impact overall that having him as your backup big man, that's good. Like that's a good result, especially given they got him off the couch in December. And I maintain like if he was available when the Heat lost Bam, he's probably getting snatched up, although they're also – dodging tax payments right now certainly by this point with all teams needing players he would have been snatched up i so oh yeah for sure like yeah. that and i think west to a lesser degree i just haven't seen it as much with west but both of these guys i think per my expectations have done very well and i think boogie in general like he is really delivering an awesome result given the situation and i'm just very happy with that and i think it's unrealistic to expect him to be like a great stand-in starter although he kind of has been but like, no, he's not going to lift you to wins in games where no one else is playing. But I like what he's given them. So I just like temper the expectations on Boogie. Like, this is good. Yeah, Jordan, do you think Ty listened to the last win in six? I listened to some of it. I don't know if I got that's to it. I just, seeing as I had, uh, had to air myself out, I was not having to listen to Eurostep. We, we had this exact conversation and I agree entirely. It's, he's a backup big. So look for backup big production. He's not. He can do more than that, and he will from time to time. That's the bonus. It can't be the expectation. Like you can't look for him to be 
prime Demarcus Cousins. He's not. Imagine if his name was not Demarcus Cousins. Just give him. Imagine a he's Bismack Biombo. Oh, no, do not know. imagine that. Ty's Twitter so alerts are going to be better than Bismack Biombo, though. Do you imagine know, his do you name know was uh, but, G alerts on or Twitter alerts on for Bismack Biombo. That's a sickness that, that goes is, back I, to I our last agree. I conversation. Agree. That's look what it's doing to people, Woj. Look what you're doing to Ty. No, uh, but I, I do I think no but I mean just generally that's that's the way the NBA is now <laughs> is. living is. in people's brains um I, I uh, Bismack you can choose a different player but I do think it's just like replacement level backup big it's like are they gonna be the best defender in the world Imagine no his name they're is a Alex big. sure I, I, that's probably a pretty good proxy even in terms of play style strengths and weaknesses it's it works he's he's playing really well they are the one thing and the only thing that is going to matter with him, and it can get messy when you're relying too much on individual net rating, he is the player I will look to at all season. Are the books managing to be good when he's on the floor? If the answer is yes, he's doing what they need him to do because they need a big who's going to fill some of those minutes and allow everyone else to just do their thing. That makes yeah. the books the team they are. So when you see his numbers in that front, it's really encouraging. You don't have to be like, oh, he's not hitting trees or he's not. It's like, no, he's literally doing exactly what they need him to do, which is he's helping to power all of the other parts of the offense, parts of the defense that we know are there to begin with. He is the replacement level big. His name means that's, you know, hard for people to adjust to, but also means that if everyone can get on board with him being the replacement level big, there will be times where he is more than that. There'll be times where he has a flash, could be in the playoffs or a big game where all of a sudden you've got a guy you can go to inside who's got serious post moves, he's got great vision. He can pass, and you'll get a lot more out of that. On the nights you don't, if he gets you five points, four rebounds in 15 minutes, and the team is winning those minutes, that's it. That's all you need. That's literally what you're signing him for. Also, like the bench just doesn't have anyone else who can really create their own shot. I mean, you look at the bench as it stands right now. It's George Hill who can, but just won't very often, and that's fine. Wes Matthews, what some combo of Big Rod, Rodney Hood, and Pat Connaughton, and then Boogie, and Boogie's the guy on there who you can just like, okay, we can just give him the ball. He can do something. Like the, the Bucks in the past have had issues with just like there's some lineups where there's just not enough guys who can generate their own stuff. And it's okay to not have a lot of those guys. Like you need the connective players. But having a guy who if, the, if you have an all-bench lineup, especially in these days where a lot of guys are out, it's not bad to say there's eight seconds on the shot clock. Let's just throw it down to Boogie and he'll probably draw a foul or something. Like there's something there. It's better than, and everyone knows I love Pat. Like we don't need like Pat, Rodney Hood, or Shemi Ojale, by God, pick and rolls. Like I, I think this is a much take, better option. Take Pat out of that company. No, it's not the company. It's just I'll I, take I I'll take a Pat pick, pick and roll over those other two guys. No, I said running it with him. So like oh, okay. Shemi pick and roll, which is just oh yeah, like, that's that's doomsday stuff. There is no worse shot in the league than Shemi wide open right in front of the rim. That thing is gonna hit somebody in the face at the angle it's coming off. It I think it's gonna me. break the backboard. Hit Pat in the face. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna ricochet off the backboard and give Pat a concussion while somehow going in the opposing. And he's down. not gonna check out. No, absolutely <laughs> not. He's just gonna fall on his face. I don't know if he get a concussion. Just a flesh he gets kicked in the face, and seemingly well, ain't that a kick in maybe, the head? Maybe, maybe the thought. Yeah. <laughs> Are we out of grievances? I feel better. Probably yeah. not, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's always there's always grievances if you give us enough time. There's always enough. Grievances. I, I mean, uh, one half a grievance. Are we? Are we? Does everyone feel good? with still, like, I know this used to be Ty's thing to be like, Aaron Rodgers once said. 
and then be you know relax I, I i think generally for books fans i still i still do think it's something that is i feel like it is becoming harder we've reached the point maybe about a month ago now where you think anxiety kind of ramps up from game to game depending on what's happened i think i think relax i think the team's in good shape this is one of the weirdest if not the weirdest season like Fire this season finishing up at Disneyland. I think this is going to be the weirdest season in NBA history. Just go with it. Just go with it. See where it takes them. I think they're better prepared than most. They've got more level-headed personalities on their team. And I really think that's going to matter. Ooh, I have a grievance. I have a grievance. You mentioned level-headed personalities. Uh, show some emotion, Bucks. Like Jordan Wara <laughs> having his moment was amazing. Absolutely amazing. We need more was moments it? like that. It was. It was, was awesome. Was it really? It was. It, it was. was. It was it incredible. Was. Adam, you're on um, like, is being overruled. On, on Emporio Armani or whatever, like, the guy's name <laughs> like that. Is that a Harry like, Potter spell? Emporio like, I don't, Armani? No, that's a brand. Come on, Ty. Emporio is the first part of Armani? Yes. I thought you were casting a spell in the wizarding world. Rowan's upset about that, you know. Rowan, what is it? Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, likes his fashion, likes his stuff. Rowan yeah. would be the guy on here. He's like, on. you get Armani, right? That's a legendary house. Well, turn it like doing our devil wears Prada, like imitation. <laughs> so the but, Bucks, they, they're Bucks not showing is, enough emotion. Is Jordan Moore as well with all that special? And I, that is, I, I, that was a joke, sure. But that is the closest I can get to remembering that guy's name. I know it's vaguely like that. Again, but it's, it's fun. Just, that's the point. What I'm trying to make here is that it's fun. We need more fun. The Bucks are too like, oh, just take your business, do like, their thing, have some fun. We're, we're they're not getting the mean mug train, and there's nothing else that like is like alongside that in terms of like a celebration or some kind of weird thing that people. Yeah, imagine, honest, honest Chris, question. Imagine if Chris mixed in some rock the babies after he posts up a little guy and hits a shot in the face. Like, does but, it too small? Like, that'd do we be think, fun. Do we think they've been having fun so far this season? Well, even when they're they do have showing. fun, they don't do this kind of. But they're I don't not, think they, they have been, because how could they have fun? The season has been really it's bizarre. Fun. It's fun they've for, the, it's fun for people watching. Fun. They're still 14-1 and one when the big three play. There's been some fun times in there. It's, <laughs> just, true, yeah. it's just mixed in. I, I think like, there would be a lot more fun now, if they... Sure, like but the that's Bucks, the team's personality. Just don't I show anything. That's what I'm. Just, that's my grievance. But I think it's a good thing. I think it's part of why they won a championship. I don't. They, they did that though. Disagree. Have some fun during the regular season. Take it seriously when you need to take it seriously, which is the postseason. This is a regular season. Doesn't matter. Enjoy it. Have some fun. Mock some guy falling over. It's awesome. <laughs> On that note, don't take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> Rohan, Rohan needs time. to like watch a whole lot of like Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Because the, those balls. guys have fun. I mean, they may not be fun to watch, but those guys have fun when something happens. I don't know. I'm I'm happy with the books just the way they are. I will say, last note on this: TA's bench reactions are elite. That might be some of the most fun. TA celebrating from the yeah. bench. Let's get him back on the bench to Agreed. have those reactions. Agreed. Well, he's 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 going to do that to himself. I was going to say he fouled out in like 9 minutes. He's he's yeah. he's working on it. <laughs> it's a it, it was it wasn't a great TA game. It was. <laughs> At least uh, he didn't almost hospitalize anyone. That you know what? That's a win. That's a win. Uh I wonder how Dylan Windler's doing. I hope he's okay. 
Do we know what happened to him? No. No. This, this, this is about. like a borderline. I have no idea. This is a oh, dynamite wait. finish to the pod. No, Thanasis went for a block on Dylan Windler and just body checked him, and his head bounced on the floor. Oh, and had to leave oh. the game. Okay, that's not great. There's been yeah. no news. And but, we were just like, why, why are you doing this? But there might have been no news why? just because, like, I don't know if people are that interested in Dylan Windler news. Yeah, I mean, we, we it depends on the player also, getting back to the journalism thing. Bobby Portis had to call out Woj for not reporting and being in health and safety protocols. <laughs> He's got a right to feel aggrieved by that when all these other guys are getting their deals. Like, that's that kind of is. It's like, well, if all these guys are getting tweets. I mean, it's Woj in the Bucks. Who knows? Who knows? No one wants to touch that? Okay. No, I, I, that <laughs> will open some different grievances to be aired. Okay. Uh, if we're all out of grievances, Ty, Jordan, we're good? I'm good. Adam, you already said it? I'm all okay. done. Uh, hopefully. I'll, I'll save mine for next year. Next year. Yeah, we should do this. We should make this a yearly like thing. Like an annual thing. Yeah. Ah, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, Merry Festivus. Happy Festivus uh, to everyone. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, make sure you enjoy your time. Just, you know, take a bit. Take a little bit. Relax. Enjoy your life. You know? Just just celebrate celebrate life. How about that? That sounds good. Yeah. Take um, your own advice too, Rohan. I'll try. <laughs> I, I, I don't allow advice. I don't take it. Uh, I'm like the biggest hypocrite on the planet. Um, <laughs> and that is one heck of a place to wrap this up. Say thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> of uh, the Eurostep Podcast Network, Eurostep Win and Six Collab. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Five stars, Apple and Spotify. Ty, do we have a review? We do. And actually, coincidentally, the next one up shouts out all four of us. This is uh, five stars, of course. Got to be five. It's about time. The only review is the count, right? Exactly. Yes. (laughs) It's about time with four exclamation points. Should have made it five just to be on brand. And also, at James Ontario 12 is in the headline for this review. So I assume that's the Twitter user this comes from. He writes, this is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Through all the happy times, laughter, sadness, and anger, I'd like to say that Rohan is the most polarizing person to ever podcast. I appreciate everyone from Big Time Ty, Adam the Bobby Portis hater slash lover, and the mysterious Jordan Tresky who really isn't a biased person. One day I'll be ready to help the video and presentation crew. That's a dynamite review. And a resume. And an application. Am I I polarizing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna spend the next few hours thinking about Rohan as a polarizing figure. <laughs> the most. Is that a thing? It is. I now. don't know. It's not. It, a yeah, it is now. I mean, I had to dive into the Discord and be like, "Yeah, well, what people think of Rohan?" <laughs> just like, just just type my name. Thoughts. <laughs> it's just gonna be a. Uh, we're gonna voice. do that right now. Just don't check in for a few hours, right? Okay, I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for that review. That does it does mean a lot. Thank you for the appreciation. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, and if you want to get your review read, just leave a review. Leave a five star review. We'll read it out on uh, on a podcast. Uh, but yeah, make sure you subscribe. Like I mentioned earlier, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube. Uh, G- Substack. Yeah, wow. Gspn.substack.com. Uh, make sure you get in our Discord by, you know, uh, proof of subscription to the Substack or leaving a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. We'll get you in there for our playback rooms. Adam, Adam, you you want to come into our next playback room at some point? Jordan, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll talk. Our, our next one is scheduled for January 5th. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds... If it was like the next game, I was like, I won't be there. No, <laughs> our next one is scheduled for January 5th against the Raptors. If Giannis is there, I might do that. Okay, we'll see what happens. We have some time until then, two weeks. Uh, but yeah, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, we will talk to you next time. <laughs>